If you really knew me. If you really knew me. If you really knew me. If you really knew me, you would know. Hey, who are you? Who, me? Yeah, you. It's Monday! Hello, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to If You Knew Me Mondays, a Park Day podcast to help you start your week off with a new piece of Park Day perspective. Say what? I'm your host and Park Day Director of Equity and Inclusion, Arjuna Saeed. Each episode, you'll hear an assortment of voices from our community. We'll be interviewing a different person, both staff and students, to help us learn more about who they are beyond what we see. We'll be hearing about what's happening in their classes and in their life and talking about identity, equity, and justice in our school and community. This week, we'll be talking to middle school drama teacher, resident opera singer, and someone I love to go to when I need a thinking partner. I'm talking about Joyce Ding. We'll spend this episode learning about what guides her, what inspires her, and what fulfills her. And along the way, we hope to inspire you too to think about these same questions in your own life. All right, hello Joyce, and welcome to F.E. You Knew Me Mondays. Hello, Arjuna. I'm super excited for this moment because not only do I love talking and laughing with you, Joyce, the very idea to do If You Knew Me Mondays came out of conversations with you. You remember that? Yep. So we both started working at Park Day last year, and even though we didn't work together a whole lot, we did connect in a really meaningful way through our Staff of Color Affinity Group. I remember towards the end of last year, we had a really connected conversation where we basically shared that we both felt like we had checked so much of who we are at the gates of Park Day in order to fit in. That had become a bit of a theme during our POC affinity group meetings, and I remember us talking about the importance of creating spaces that affirm our wholeness. Somewhere along the way, those conversations grew into that idea of Me Monday. So thank you, Joyce, for helping us get started, and thank you for being a guest on our show today. So, Joyce, how you doing today? I'm all right. I really like to respond to that question in general with, I'm okay. And it really, to me, saying I'm okay means like I'm nothing horrible is going to happen immediately. And it's also, I think, a very, um, it's to me always a complex answer because as a person who has many feelings and as an artist who has many ways of describing and expressing those feelings, um, I, I always feel like I'm many things at the same time. So how I am doing right now? Well, let's see, I feel rushed from my morning. I feel really happy to be here. I feel um, very excited to be able to share my story and details that I wouldn't normally talk about with you. Um, And I feel safe. Wow, yes, there are many layers. We're gonna go ahead and get started with one of my favorite conversation starters. If you really knew me, you'd know that. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you answer that however you'd like. Um, If you really knew me, you would know that I am a heritage speaker of Mandarin. Uh, My middle name is Enpei, and it's actually my Chinese name. Um, So the full name would be Ding Enpei. And so I have a whole group, a whole community of people, my relatives in Taiwan, who call me by that name and not the name that I present on the daily at Park Day. Um, If you really knew me, you would know that, and hopefully my students all know this, I love 
puppies. Like when I retire someday, I hope to just work with dogs all the time. And I love food um, because it is a, um, a pathway for me to understand other people and so when I travel I love going to farmers markets and seeing what everyday people would buy at the market um, and that's also one of my favorite things to do when I go home to Taiwan um, to see my parents I will go to the traditional market which is like an open-air market with my mom and we'll just grocery shop and I'll carry all her fruits and vegetables and other things for her Wow, I'm hungry just thinking about shopping for produce in Taiwan. I've never been there, but I've <laughs> watched enough food and travel shows, and I've heard from friends from Taiwan about how amazing those markets are. Joyce, I'm realizing I didn't fully grasp your Chinese name, and I think names are super important. I always try to make a point to stop and really get to know someone's name and, and how it's pronounced. Would you mind going back to your name once more? I want to make sure that our listeners have a chance to soak that up. Sure. Um, I would say, you know, for all of my English speaking friends um, and family, like my cousins who were born here, they call me Joyce. And in my um, family, it, it varies, right? My parents may call me Joyce as well. Um, sometimes if they're around my relatives, they might call me Xiao Pei. So Pei is one of the characters in my name and Xiao means little. And so that's kind of like a, a kid name that I grew up with. Um, and also because my, um, my relatives do not speak English. And so they would only call me really by my Chinese name. Um, so whenever I go back to Taiwan, they still call me by that name. Xiaopei. Yeah, Xiaopei, um, which means, so my, my Chinese name, Enpei, it means, um, so like a poetic description would be God's perfect pairing. Um, N is the name for Grace, and all of my siblings have that character, and then we all have a different second character. Wow, what a powerful name, Joyce. Say what? So I'm looking forward to learning more about you on a personal level, but let's start with something that we all have in common, our connection to Park Day. I want to make sure our listeners have a chance to learn more about what guided you on your path to becoming an educator. Yeah, my path to being an educator, um, specifically at Park Day, was a bit convoluted um, because I have always been a performer and um, I was a pianist at a young age, singer at a young age. Um, I trained as an opera singer and performed as an opera singer for almost a decade. So half of that time being the training piece, half that time being um, as a young performing artist. And I came to a time where um, I would look out at audiences when I was on stage and just kind of see one demographic, you know, usually older, white, wealthy um, audience members. And, you know, so grateful that they came because it gave me a job. But also, I think it made me feel very conflicted. Like I wanted my art and all of this time I was putting into it to be more accessible. And I think when it boiled down to it, I wanted to like make more of a difference. And so eventually that caused me to um, make a shift. And when I was thinking about different careers, I was like, oh, like, well, what can I do that won't require, you know, 10 more years of schooling 
that I'm already interested in and that will keep me engaged for a long time. And at the time I was hanging out with my middle school cousin and I just thought she was so funny and weird and quirky and I really enjoyed her. And so I thought, okay, well, I, I think I'll just go into education and I like middle school, which seems weird to some people, but I do like middle school. And that sent me on the path to education. And then I think more recently, what led me to Park Day was I've had both stints as a, an educator, um, an administrator slash teacher, and then also as an administrator. And in my last stint, I worked um, as a teacher supervisor and I found myself really missing the creativity of students. I really missed making things with students. I really missed laughing with and at them. Um, and so when I saw this position come up at Park Day to teach drama in middle school, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I get to create again. Um, and of course, I think Park Day's commitment to social justice was definitely um, an attractor as well. Um, so here I am. Amazing. Thank you for that little journey. Um, you kind of answered already one of my next questions, which is really about what parts of your identity inform uh, your approach or your experience as an educator. Um, you, I just heard you speak about tapping back into your creative potential um, as a change maker um, with middle school students. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Maybe you can even give an example of a project or experience that really kind of um, brings into focus how that comes together as a teacher. Yeah, so I think what you are um, connecting here in terms of the creativity piece is definitely accurate. You know, my training is as an opera singer, and opera singing is a little bit different than other classical musicians who focus pretty much only on the instrument itself. For opera singers, because we are also actresses and actors, um, and we perform on stage, it's quite a multidisciplinary craft. You learn languages, um, you learn history, you learn, of course, music theory, you learn acting, you learn movement, um, you learn some other forms of stagecraft as well. And so when I approach my teaching as a drama teacher, but you know, more recently for, say, an interdisciplinary arts course that we're having in eighth grade, I really think of the goal of each project and then I think about the art forms that might bring us there. So for me, I feel very comfortable in um, multiple art forms and I really want to foster in students also an openness to uh, many different art forms and a comfortability with being at many different levels with each art form. Like not everyone's going to be an amazing um, sketcher, uh, but you can learn and you can get better. Um, and that goes with you know music, of course, and acting and all the other in between art forms that we will be engaging with. All right, so I'm curious to, to hear about how this current moment in time, how the trials and tribulations of 2020, um, how have they changed you? What have you learned from this moment um, as a person or as an educator? Wow, that is a big question, Arjuna. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, two facets come to mind immediately um, in terms of my experience and what I'm processing on a daily basis. I think 
okay, maybe maybe two slash three. Um, I mean, one is definitely an educator, right? How do I remain engaged with students? How do I c- continue to connect with them? How do I get them to like be expressive over Zoom so that I'm not talking to like blank faces, um, you know, and coming up with so many different problem solving techniques um, in collaboration with other teachers as well. Um, and just caring for students, uh, both their persons and their learning. And the second piece I think is as my identity as a Taiwanese American. Um, You know, so I was born in Rochester, New York, and I grew up mostly on the East Coast and lived there until I was in my early 30s. And now I'm here experiencing all that our country is experiencing in terms of race, um, both in my own experience, but also in response to experiences in my community of friends who do not look like me, of friends who may be targeted if they're on the street, of friends who, you know, may be called, um, you know, like have neighbors call on them, like if they go out and they're house sitting. So anyway, um, it's a lot. And that is something I'm daily reflecting on is what is my role as a Taiwanese American woman in um, doing something about racism um, as a on a personal level, um, as an educator, um, and then I think on a bigger level, what is what is the role of Asian people? I don't know. I think about that question that you asked me earlier. If you really knew me, you would know. Um, and I was thinking about that question on the drive over, and the first thought that actually came into my mind that I didn't mention at the beginning of this session was like, if you really knew me, you would do some homework on the experience and the history of Asian Americans in the country, because I really think that gives a context for our experience when it comes to belonging. Um, belonging in in general, like being seen as American, but also belonging in this larger conversation around race, which is sometimes um, just seen as a black and white issue. And we're always, we being Asian people, are always trying to figure out like, okay, where do we fit in that? And like, what is our job? What is our duty? I mean, th- those all sound very Asian in the moment. Uh, what is our responsibility to our brothers and sisters and our siblings um, who are struggling more than us? And also, what is our responsibility to speak up about um, the struggles that people in our own community um, may be having? So when it comes to like COVID-related racism, like what do I do about that? And what do I do about you know, my black brothers and sisters who um, just experience racism on a totally different level. I think you just settled on a whole podcast season right there, Joyce. You're right, it's layered. And in this moment, there's so much fertile ground for conversation. You're talking a lot about identity, naturally, and that's a great segue to our next series of questions, which are coming from some of our sixth grade equity and justice students. They've been talking a lot about identity. They have some questions for you, Joyce. Hi, I'm Annalise. I'm in sixth grade equity and justice, and I would like to know what parts of your identity feel most important to you right now. My identity as a Taiwanese American, as a woman, as an educator, and as an artist. Hi, my name is Rowan Rumantri. I'm in sixth grade at Park Day, and I'm in Arjuna's equity and justice class. One social justice cause that is really important to me right now is the injustice against people of color. Um, one thing more specifically that's 
been, I guess, angering me is the news about Breonna Taylor and how um, the police officer got charged for um, endangering her neighbors but not killing her. That is just so wrong and it makes me so angry. So Joyce, what is a social justice cause that is important to you right now? Well, um, you know, off the top of my head, I wouldn't say that there's one particular injustice because there just are so many. But as I have learned about what my strengths are as a unique individual, I think my role in righting some of the wrongs and of um, like, what is my part in all this is to be a connector in communities to bring um, communities that may be more separate together um, and sometimes that looks like creating relationships with many different kinds of folks and connect making connections for them with each other sometimes that is like very logistical to be like yo yo when are we having our next dinner socially distanced dinner <laughs> or when are we having our next like socially distanced hangout or um, how are we gonna connect on this how are we gonna meet on you know to work together on this particular project at school. Um, so I would say that I am a connector. Awesome, and maybe it takes the form of creating a equity and justice framework for our middle school students. Hey. Hi, I'm Bodhi. I'm in sixth grade, and my question for you is what is an identity you'd like to learn more about? Well, I would say that my um, identity as a Taiwanese American and my identity as a woman are always, are continuing to evolve. For example, this summer I watched um, this PBS series that came out during um, Pacific, Asian Pacific Islander Month, um, and it was like a five-part series on Asian American history. And through watching even just like one or two videos that I, I happened to like Zoom watch with my cousins, um, I learned so much about Asian American history that I didn't know. And in particular, what stuck out to me were the coalitions between Asian Americans and other racial groups to fight for justice, like for both groups, right? So those those moments in history particularly stuck out to me because it showed me that we don't need to like it doesn't need to be a competition to say like who's being discriminated against the most but that there have been past models for what collaboration looks like and therefore it gives me hope that we can continue to collaborate um, and fight for you know against injustice because when you fight against injustice for one group, it's going to help everyone. Um, and I would say, you know, my identity as a woman is also evolving, even though, you know, I'm in my upper 30s now. Um, and that evolves as I get to know um, other women leaders, as I get to see more and more female leaders um, speak. I, I get to see the ways that they lead. Um, and that is very inspiring to me because I did not grow up with models of women leaders. So that's been something that's been very new. And so when I see different leadership qualities modeled by women, 
it makes me feel more like, oh, I can do that too. I can take that up as well. Like I can lead a whole community. Um, and that's definitely increased my confidence in terms of being a leader. Say what? We're going to uh, shift gears a little bit. Um, we know that the struggle is real and um, it can really take a toll to like hold so much uh, in one body and one mind and um, in the role of a teacher to hold all of our students in mind, um, especially during such a complicated time in our planet, in our country. Um, with that in mind, how do you fill yourself up? What brings you joy and positivity so you can keep going? Yeah. Um... There's definitely a list that starts to go up in my mind and it just depends on how, my, how I'm feeling in terms of which approach I'll take to bring peace to my life. Um, sometimes it's hiking and being outdoors and being in nature. Um, I'll take my dog, my uh, mini Australian Shepherd, Linus, on hikes and walks, even though he's old, he's 11. Um, he does a great job. Sometimes it's art making, so doing something with my hands that doesn't require looking at a screen, even though I may have uh, something on Netflix playing on the side. Um, and that may look like, you know, recently I was making earrings. Sometimes I'll be collaging, sometimes I'll be drawing. Um, occasionally I'll be painting or like doing some paper cutting. Um, sometimes it's conversations with friends. I've definitely had many, many more phone calls with friends and Zoom calls yoga over Zoom. Um, I've taken up letter writing during this pandemic time in order to connect with friends, but also um, to bring, you know, little moments of joy to them. And my friend um, Nia, who's in France right now, um, she and I will send each other both letters and art. So she sent me um, paintings of hummingbirds for my birthday because um, since moving to California, I've been really into hummingbirds. Um, so those are a few things that bring me joy and healing. Awesome. And are you and Nia writing physical letters? Stamp yes, letters? physical letters. I have real stamps, Arjuna. What about music? How does that factor into um, your health? Um, I know it, it sounds like it moved you out of the performing arts in some ways, and perhaps it's moved you um, with further intentions in other directions. Yeah, um, I think, you know, when you talk to a lot of quote unquote retired opera singers, um, or even just people who trained in classical music, you'll find that we have a kind of a love-hate relationship with music. Um, I would say what is unusual about my relationship with music is I don't listen to a lot of music, and I think that's from many years of being immersed in it and doing it and just wanting quietness in my ears. Um, but. I think my connection to music right now is actually making music with other people. Um, so I train mostly as a solo performer, you know, with the exception of when you're singing on stage at the same time with other folks, but we focus a lot on arias in my training. Um, but in modern times right now, I love singing with other people. You know, I love, like, my fate, one of my favorite things at Park Day is to sing with Miguel and Jackie. I mean, they're both such incredible musicians. And, like, I'm smiling now, even as I'm talking about it and getting a little teary too. Um, because we can't do that in the same way right now. Um, and I'm also part of a group called the Glocal Collective, which is a group of, I don't know, like 150 musicians across the country um, and around the world even. And we go to different conferences and um, we'll teach about culture um, through music. 
And um, that group is just this amazing group of all shades of melanin, all different walks of life, young, old, more wealthy, not so much. Um, and when we come together and make music, both singing and with the instrument, it is just, it is incredible. So um, when you listen to my playlist later, you will get to hear one of the songs that we um, sang at our last conference. And you know, that is always a community that brings me, um, brings me healing and um, as well as joy. Wow, Joyce, Local Collective sounds like such an amazing group. And thank you for that plug for our people power playlist make sure you check that out i can't agree with you more about the healing properties of music and singing with the people you love as we begin to wind down today's show i want to thank you again for taking the time to talk with us i'm always so inspired by hearing what's on your mind and love learning more about who you are beyond your role as a park day teacher say what as we close out today's show do you have any last words or appreciations you'd like to share I appreciate having this series. You know, I think especially during a time when we don't get to see each other on campus, it is going to be a gift to hear the stories of others. And so, you know, I thank all the people who are gonna be in the series in advance for um, taking a risk and sharing their story and sharing things that they may not necessarily converse about on a daily basis. Awesome. I too cannot wait to hear all these amazing stories and to hear more of your stories, Joyce. So thank you for sharing. All right, friends. Once again, this is your host, Arjuna Saeed, closing us out for today's episode of FU Numi Mondays. Don't forget that each episode, our guest will be sharing a seven song People Power playlist, along with some of her current musical projects like the Local Collective that you heard her talk about. Joyce also shared some songs from way back in her childhood. Oh yes, five years old. Be sure to check those out. If you enjoy the show, let us know on the episode's Padlet. Leave a comment, share what you learned, or leave any questions for Joyce. If you want to go above and beyond because you're super cool like that, please subscribe to Epinumi Mondays and share with your friends and community so they too can learn about what guides, inspires, and fulfills the amazing people who call Park Day home. Once again, this has been Epinumi Mondays. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week.